0: Hello and welcome to episode number 31 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ, where we are looking into our identity as Christians and what it means for our lives in today's world. I am Brian Dill, and here with me, as always, is the magnificent Jackson Wells. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Jackson, uh... So, uh, y- you got to ride some roller
1: coasters last week. Yes. What What is your favorite roller coaster of all time? Man, my favorite roller coaster of all time would have to be the Diamondback, uh, which is at Kings, Kings Island. Island. Yes. I can remember when I was in the seventh grade, it had just opened, Okay. and I was on this school trip, and <laughs> I had almost broken my ankle a few weeks before that. and. They wouldn't let me ride the roller coaster with oh. my boot on. Oh. And I was like, can I take my boot off? And they were like, sure. And so I, <laughs> what? I got to ride the Diamondback with only <laughs> one shoe on. <laughs> were they afraid it was going to fly off? I Is guess, that what it was? I guess. I don't know. It How was, bizarre. It was pretty bizarre. Yeah. At, at that point, there wasn't really a need for me to wear the boot. Okay. Just, well, know, that's doctor, good. Just doctor's orders kind of, you know. <laughs> That's not oh, a need; just doctor's orders. Yeah, uh, I was fine. Like the night before, I'd been running around in a water park. You know, I was fine. You can't wear a boot in a water park.
0: Okay, but, okay.
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh, bag for sure. Memories of that. It's still there, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh,
0: I don't know. I, you know, one that I have ridden more than the others was called the Vortex. Uh, it's, it's probably not
1: still there. It was it was it yellow? No, it oh, was No, no, no. It's it's the, they they renamed it cuz you you sit in it and you're facing somebody. No, that's this is a that this was face off.
0: at that this is not at Kings it's Island. Not at King's Island. Okay, it no, is right. it's a Paramount Park, but it's the one in in the Carolinas. It's okay. it's Carowinds. Um and it was called the Vortex. And it was a stand-up roller coaster okay and we rode that so much yeah but it was really fun uh in part because the hill wasn't so big yeah but you had tons of loops and corkscrews and you're just flying around and everything
1: and you're just standing up i mean it was just there's a there's a a, lot of fun there's a roller coaster at king's island called the vortex oh okay and it it's like an older roller coaster but it's it's a it would have been like one of the first like Legit metal roller coasters. Ah, yes. And so it's really good, but you can just you can feel a little bit of the age. <laughs> and like with the Diamondback, it's just
0: smooth, right? Fast, right. And
1: yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> I love that one. All right. Well, let's get into this week's episode. All right. So Jackson. As we're talking about this week's episode, what is one of the nicest things
1: anyone has ever done for you? That's a good question. Um, I've had a lot of people do very nice things for me. Um, and it's hard for me to like think about those things because I can't remember them. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know why. But the, the thing that came to my mind the most recently was my, my dad had a... Uh, a dragon <laughs> in his garage. and <laughs> a, a, a wooden dragon. We don't, or, they don't have to know that. Okay. Part, no. <laughs> yeah, and, and so it's, a, it's a, it was a wooden dragon from church camp that they did a couple years ago, and I asked him if we could borrow it, and he said yes. And not only did he say, yes, you can borrow this. I'm going to come help you install it. I'm going to come help you take it down when it's time to take it down. And so um, to be willing to do that for you know, VBS was great, um, and it, it was just it was just something I enjoyed. So Cool. What about you, Brian? Well, so I was trying to think about it, and, and like you,
0: I, I struggled to remember specific incidents. So one of the things that came to mind for me was when I was, uh, I think I was still in high school, and uh, actually I know I was still in high school because of the vehicle I was driving. I, I was working at a gas station, and I helped close down the store one night, and it had started snowing. And so I am driving back home, but I'm driving my dad's little pickup truck. It's a, it was a little Ford Ranger, like yeah. 1987 or something. Yeah. No weight whatsoever in the back, <laughs> even though it's a rear-wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. And sure enough, I get going up a little hill, uh, as I'm driving home and it just starts sliding off to the side and I, you know, I, I didn't have a wreck at it or anything, didn't do any damage to yeah. the truck, but it just slid off the road into a ditch and there was no getting it out. I couldn't get it to go either direction. It was just Damn. spinning. And so I'm sitting there thinking, all right, what do I do? And I thought, well, I don't have a choice. I'm just walk. I got to walk home. Yeah. And now, it was not a long walk. I yeah. bet it would have probably been about three or four miles okay, to yeah. walk home, which is not terrible, not even bad, though it's it is at night and it was snowing. So, you know, it would have been a, you know, a woe is me kind of story. Yeah, yeah. But sure enough, like, I had just barely, like, gotten out of the truck and a guy drives up in a you know much larger four wheel drive truck yeah and he says hey you need some help and i said probably not i said this thing is not going anywhere i don't think and he he was looking around at the tires he saw where it had been spinning he said yeah that's not going anywhere yeah. <laughs> and he said well here let me take you home and i was like really and he said yeah yeah he said he said where do you live and i was i said not not far on lake rugby drive or whatever and he was like, okay, okay. He's like, I can get, get down there. And I was like, well, you can just drop me off at the top of the road. You don't have to drive down into the neighborhood because it's, it's hilly. Yeah, and I was yeah. afraid he might get stuck. Yeah. And he was like, ah, it's no big deal. So yeah. he drove me all the way home. And uh, did you ever, do you, like, do you know who it was? I have no idea. Yeah. Just some that random awesome. guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, saw that, you know, some kid was stuck, yeah. you know, wow. didn't know what to do. So it was super nice. What did your dad say when you got home? Uh, <laughs> when I told him what happened to the truck, you know, once I said, the truck is fine, yeah, it just slid off into a ditch. Because yeah. his immediate thought was, oh, no, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they were just glad I was okay and Good. glad I was home. and Good. And that somebody had been <laughs> nice enough to drive me home. <laughs>
1: oh, man. That's great.
0: Well, as we get into this week's episode, we start talking about the meat of this week's episode, we're actually focused on a very, very, very familiar passage to most Christians, I would think. It's, it's a passage that is in Luke chapter 10, and it's the parable that most people call the Good Samaritan. And Jesus tells this parable after someone has asked, who is my neighbor? Jesus has been talking about the importance of loving your neighbor. And so somebody says, well, who really is my neighbor? And so if you'll give me, if you will bear with me, those of you listening to to this week's episode, bear with me for just a minute as I kind of summarize the story for us to make sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, So there is a, a man who is traveling between Jerusalem and Jericho, and he is overcome by robbers, and they beat him, and they take everything he has and just leave him for dead on the side of the street. And as the story goes, uh, the first man who walks up is a priest, uh, a Jewish priest. And he sees the man on the side of the road and just kind of moves over to the other side of the road and keeps on going. And then a Levite, who is supposed to be also someone who works in and around the temple and all these kinds of things, uh, a very righteous person, sees this man on the side of the street goes to the other side of the street and keeps on going. And so finally somebody stops to help the man, but in Jesus' parable it is a Samaritan, which is an unexpected twist, mm-hmm. I would think, mm-hmm. for, for all the Jews that are listening, that a Samaritan, the, these hated Samaritans, that's who decides to stop and help this Jewish man. And he doesn't just help him. He, he puts him on his... Uh, his Ride donkey or horse or whatever, and and takes him into the town. He uh, helps uh, uh, his take care of the wounds that he has. He puts him up in the hotel for multiple days, and even as he's leaving town, he tells the innkeeper, "Hey, whatever he needs, take care of him, and then when I come back, I'll pay for it." You know all those kinds of things. Now, after he tells this parable, Jesus then in verse thirty-six of Luke chapter ten says. Which one of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? Of course, the answer that Jesus' listeners come back with is the one who showed him mercy. And that just happened
1: to be the Samaritan. Do you think that it it hurt them to say... (laughs) like? (laughs) <laughs> the one who showed them mercy, <laughs> right? The yeah, maybe
0: so. <laughs> Since it was a Samaritan, oh, yeah. those Samaritans.
1: <laughs> so most of the times when we talk about this parable, we we focus on the Samaritan. We we look at the the right that he did. Yes, um, absolutely. And he even like the fact that we we don't know about much about the guy who got beat, but like. There's a chance that he would have hated the Samaritan <laughs> any other day of the week. right? <laughs> yes. Um, and, and the Samaritan might have known that, and he was still willing to do that for somebody that might have despised him. That's um, right. But today we're going to focus on the men who chose not to do the right thing because they were sidesteppers. Right. <laughs> they yes. were the ones that decided they didn't need to, didn't have time, didn't—and we'll get to the excuses here in a second. But they chose not to show love to their neighbor, even though they're the priest and the Levite, the people that are supposed to care the most about people. <laughs> Yet they were the ones that just walked right on by. Right. They, they stepped over to the other side of the road and just kept on walking.
0: And don't you think that's why Jesus created the story the way he did? You know, if anybody is going to know the right thing to do, it ought to be a priest and a Levite. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, you're talking about guys like the Pharisees, basically, that uh, they know the law, they know how all this works, they know what what the law says. Yeah, and they they're the ones that still chose not to do what needed to be done. And so I I think the, the question that goes through my mind whenever I, I read this parable or or wanna talk about this parable is what kind of excuses do you think they made? You know, what went through their minds as they thought, Eh, I don't really
1: need to help that guy. Well, <laughs> well I I wrote down I read down three things. Okay, okay. One is, and this isn't necessarily something that we would use in it as an excuse. Today. Okay. Well, we, we might use it as an excuse or today. Or a version of it. Um, is um, I might become unclean. I'm thinking if it's the priest or the Levite and there's like ritualistic stuff going on. Oh, okay. If, if okay. they stop and, and touch this man or, or do something, right, right. it would make them unclean. And that huh. would be a problem for, for them and whatever sure. they were about to go do. Because he's bloodied
0: or something yeah. like that. Um I wonder let's see. I wonder what a what a comparable example like would be for us well, today. Today you know, like I i maybe was, not unclean in a ritualistic sense, but, but still get yeah, dirty. We
1: were we were in we were in Louisville and <laughs> it was Lad Leaders and we were driving and like we saw a, there's a pretty good homeless population, pretty large homeless population in Louisville and like some of the people were I mean, the only way that I could think to describe it were filthy. And it wasn't right, anything right. that they could do to to negate that, but that's just the truth of it. And so sometimes people are going to be hesitant to even consider helping somebody because of actual uncleanness.
0: Right, right. We're going to have to get our hands dirty, yeah.
1: you, you yeah. could say. And you could mean that metaphorically or literally. Yeah. Right? The second one, the second excuse is it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, and this is one that I struggle with today. Absolutely. Actually, I don't struggle with it, and people struggle with me not struggling with it. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, no. <laughs> I because, know where this is going. I have because, a feeling. Because I, I, this happened, uh, it's been over a year. There was a guy, he looked to be about my grandfather's age, walking down the street, and it was raining, and he was carrying groceries. And I was like, that looks like Papa Joe. And the thought crossed my mind, if that was Papa Joe... What <laughs> what would I want somebody to do? Right. And I was like, um, turn around. I'm going to pick up that guy. And it was like a, a, a minute drive to where he was going. But I never – you're the first person I think I've told this to. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because – Because I know that if I told that to – Anybody, they'd be like, yes. Jackson, you're going to get shot.
0: You're going <laughs> to pick up some random person and they're going to, um, yeah, you're going to be the person laying on the side right, of the street and needing right. the help. <laughs> um,
1: but I've, I've heard of, like, again, the modern uh, version of this is somebody is got their car broken down on the side of the road and there's people um, and somebody's waving down for help. Right. But there are people off yes. in, the, in the distance that are going to. Go Isn't it sad
0: that that's actually a thing? That is, yeah, it, yeah, um, it and, is and a it's, trap.
1: It's tough because you want you want to be able to help, but you're like, is it a trap? Is it not a trap? I don't, right. I don't know. For this for this one, I think it would probably have been pretty easy to tell that it wasn't a trap, <laughs> right. it's, uh, unless they've it's got the unconscious, like really good like makeup artists that we <laughs> right. don't know. about. But, but
0: you're right, and, and and you know, not just the uh, trap in the sense that they might put my life in danger, mm-hmm. but the trap. As in, it's a hoax. Yeah, they don't you really know? need my help. They don't actually need any help. They're you know they're just begging for money, uh, just because they can make more money right. doing that
1: than getting a real job. Right. You know, those are the kinds of excuses that, that go through our heads. Yeah, and then the third excuse that I wrote down, which is the one that I think we can relate to the most, is I don't have time, uh, or yeah, yeah. or simply I don't want to, <laughs> um, right? Because we we do have time. We sometimes just don't want to, um, and so again, I don't know where the Levite or the priest was going in this parable, but <laughs> right, they were convinced that whatever uh, they were headed to was of more importance than this guy who was dead on the road. And maybe it was they needed to get somewhere fast, and they didn't have time. But that, that's, well, and
0: and that's the thing. I think you said it right there. Is is that wherever we're headed, whatever it is we're about to do, whatever's next on the schedule is more important in our minds. Than whatever immediate need this person might have, yeah, and so it's it's we're not willing to make the sacrifice. We're not willing to make the to pay the costs, yeah, you know, and sometimes sometimes the cost is is time. that's all it is right, exactly. and and, and we think, you know, oh, my schedule is so busy. I just mm-hmm. I'm, you know. It's almost like we think we're too important to mm-hmm. end up being late to whatever it is yeah. that we're doing, yeah. which is very rarely true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but the reality is that loving our neighbor, you know, remember that's that's ultimately what this parable is about. That's that's the question Jesus is answering: Who is my neighbor? Who is the person that I should should love enough to do these things for? Loving your neighbor is something that can be costly, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is our time or it may cost us, you know, getting dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may cost us uh, it, financially in some way mm-hmm. if it's somebody that needs some legitimate help and we can find a way to help them financially. You know, it's costly to love your neighbor. Yeah, And we find
1: a way to sidestep that an yeah. awful lot. I mean, and, like, when we do that, I just, like, want you to think about the—like, we're talking about cost, you know? Right. The price that Jesus paid for uh, us. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Like, we can't spend a minute <laughs> driving to God to his house <laughs> after he's walking home to get groceries. I don't know. We— Man, we're so good at not—we we want to save as much as we can of ourselves. And right. Love isn't cheap. That's right. That's exactly right. Let me refer to James chapter 2 real quick. Verses 14 through 16, this is what it says. Let me refer to James 2, 14 through 17 real quick. This is what it says. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So, I'm imagining the guy that I I remember seeing in Louisville. If we had just, you know, rolled in and... R- regrettably, I guess, we we didn't do anything. I don't know what, what we should have done, but we didn't do anything. But it, this would have been like us rolling down our window and being like, man, we hope you're doing okay. When we had <laughs> a case of water, some pop right, tarts and right. everything right there that we weren't going to eat, you know, we could have given that to him. Hope you find what you need. Yeah, and then drive <laughs> off when what he needs is literally right there with us. Uh, right, um, right. That's... That's what it's like. Another another equivalent to this entire story that I that I thought again that we could relate to is there's somebody there's a UK fan whose car broke down. <laughs> um, a, a, you 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 see a, a van drive by with the UK flags and and you know right. they just drive right. by. <laughs> and then there goes the team bus. They drive right on by you know, and you're the and you're the number one fan. Right. And then a the Duke. <laughs> fan shows up. <laughs> and they don't care that you're a UK fan. But right. They're willing to stop and take care of you no matter the cost. They're gonna be like, hey, you can use my AAA card or whatever. <laughs> it's not no big deal. They, the, the person that is willing to do the thing for the person is the neighbor. And then the people that don't, oftentimes, is us. And <laughs> right. are not willing to admit it. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. So, uh, am I a sidestepper? You know, that's the title of, of our episode for this week. And, you, you know, we really hope that everyone who's listening can say, no way, I'm not uh, a sidestepper, yeah. you know. But I have a feeling that most everyone that is listening at at least one occasion in their life has chosen not to serve someone else. In favor of their own schedule, mm-hmm. or in favor of not getting di- their hands dirty, or in favor of uh, their own wallet,
1: or whatever. Right. Uh, a couple Sundays ago, I, was, I had to run to Russellville to, to pick up something. and it's the Dragon, wasn't it? It was, it was oh, the no, night. Oh, no, it was the night. It was That's the right. night. And <laughs> uh, where we live, there's a big Amish community, <laughs> and they're all coming home from church on their bicycles. And I drove by. And there was a spot for me to turn in, right? And this, like, group of people were, like, all huddled around this bicycle. And I was like, what's going on? And so, like, I looked over, and I was like, oh, they've got – they either that bike's broken or there's a flat or something. And I was like, I got to go get this night. I got to go get this night because it's for VBS, and I've got to go get it. Like, I'm running out of time for VBS. And then I was like, but (laughs) they're going to have to walk so far. (laughs) And so, like, I had this, like, 30-second internal – internal battle. Right. And so then right. I came up to the next stop in the median and I was like, I'm turning around and I'm gonna go give these people a ride. And so I turned around and I roll my window down and I'm like, Y'all just wanna throw it in the back and take off. And they were like, No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I turned, you know, it, 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 it took me about a minute and they didn't actually need my help. Which is something that I think a lot of people don't realize whenever they are contributing to some Body, right. Sometimes the answer is going to be, no, I don't actually need help. I really appreciate it, but right. You know be willing to, to turn your truck around and, and go pick somebody up, <laughs> um, because it, it, it might make your it might make their day a little bit better, right. But for me, anyways, there's this it feels good to help people. Oh, absolutely. It feels good to yeah. help people. yeah and even if you're not actually able to help somebody, at least offering right. You know, and it's not about feeling good; it's about showing love for your neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Uh, yes. Because he might have thrown his bike in the back of my truck and dented the side, and then I would have been really upset (laughs) that I even offered help. You know, (laughs) but it's
0: it's what you do for your neighbor. That's right. That's exactly right. All right. Well, uh, we are so glad that you took the time to listen to this episode this week, and we hope that this conversation about the Good Samaritan and whether or not we are sidesteppers. We hope that it's something that can help you continue to grow in your faith as you strive toward loving your neighbor more often and uh, more willingly. And so we hope it's a blessing to you as you grow in your identity and as a follower of Jesus. And we pray that you have a blessed day.